listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. God damn it, that was such good shit. <laughs> and let me tell you something. If you didn't enjoy that, then you're fired. I didn't know that intro went too, too, wow. And we didn't even have to pay any money for it. Well, yeah, I can't believe Vince McMahon, big fan of. Big fan of the. <laughs> Vince McMahon. I got to put my love, fan on. Just turn the heat up in the kitchen. Talking blue shirts, man. I mean, everybody knows that, you know, Vince McMahon's a big wrestling guy, but God, guy evidently loves the New York Rangers. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new episode as we are uh, full steam ahead for the end of the season as the Stanley Cup final got underway last night. And who oh boy, did uh, Montreal get a. Uh, yeah, they got curve stomped. Get a wake up. They, they got, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This was the best game that you have seen Tampa Bay play all postseason. Yeah, and if Tampa Bay played like this against Vegas, they would have won like eight nothing. I mean, this it was, was a, it was a smackdown, and it was it was pretty ugly. I'll give you this: Stanley Cup for Montreal last five, I believe it was. I think the tweet was. I think I think it was Frank Cervalli or Darren Dreger who said it. Uh, Montreal had lost. Going back 93, all the way back five years prior, I believe. They had lost game one, but whew, they got to make some adjustments. The uh, the kids were not all right. Carey Price did not do good. Carey was a little scary. Um, it was There was a lot going on. I mean, Tampa flipped the switch. Tampa flipped the flipping switch. Because um, you, you didn't see. I thought, honestly, going into the Stanley Cup final, I thought Montreal was a better version of the New York Islanders. And you saw what the Islanders did with Tampa. Yeah, last night, last night Montreal was like the great value version of the New York Islanders. And, and Montreal was was off the game. Now, again, it's, it's game one of the series. It's the best of seven. But, boy, oh, boy, that was everything you wanted and more for Tampa. And if you're Montreal, that was a little smack back to reality for of sorts. And that's a that was a moment where you say, okay, we got to – yeah, they dust ourselves off. Oh, the girls' gravity. Yeah, I I will say yeah. this though. Me personally, and this might be stupid, but I I would say this. I would much rather get smacked around in a game than lose an absolute heartbreaker. No, I'm with you. I I if you're gonna lose, I rather you lose big because you get to turn the page on it. And you know that like it, it's one of those where okay. Not like being, you know, and I've played in my fair share of these. Like, I remember in high school, man, oh my god, our baseball team, we got smacked one game 25 to two. And it was just like one of those where it was like the fifth inning, and we were just sitting there, like, yeah, we were we were upset that we were losing and that we were getting embarrassed, but it was at the point where it's like, dude, whatever can go wrong will go wrong, and you know what. It's not like this is some nail biter that it comes down to one mistake that we made one way or another. It's just like, yeah, we got dominated, we got beaten pillar and post, so we'll turn the page on this one and go right to the next one, and we'll be back out there. 
So yeah, like, I, yeah, I feel yeah. like you could come back. E- I feel like you could come back easier from those. Yeah, because I think I think with the the really close, you know, the three two and double overtime games, and you know, you just look at it like, damn, we hit so many posts. You know, we missed a wide open so net. Yeah. yeah, it's like it one one bounce here or there makes a difference. But when you like the Islanders, perfect example in the, in the semifinal game five, they get smacked. Get you know eight? What was it? Eight? Eight nothing. Eight nothing. Eight nothing. Yeah. Eight nothing. Shellacking. So they 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 got absolutely smacked. Too they bad it wasn't at the greatest barn in the NHL. Oh God, shut up! <laughs> they come back out game six and they greatest wind up turning dump. the page and they wind up turning the page. You know, stave off elimination and you know win game six. So it's like. Yeah. You know, I don't think them losing game, you know, uh, game five, eight, nothing damaged them. I think they just looked at it. All right, we suck. We'll, you know, we'll turn. Uh, as former great Ranger head coach once said, John Tortorella, we suck from head to toe tonight. <laughs> I don't want to say Montreal did. I mean, Montreal had had its moments in the game, and they had they had chances there. But I think what you saw was the things that worked really well for them against Vegas notably the kids and the defense shutting everything down and the kids just being offensive threats up and down the line. You didn't see that at all last night. Nope. You, didn't, you didn't see it at all. And that was, that was the part, but to kind of go back on what you're saying and what I let off with. Yeah. I, I, I mean, my whole personal experience in college playing college hockey, going into the postseason, we were the top team, I think in the division of our conference. I think if I remember right, our conference was split East and West or whatever. And we were the number one. I don't think we were number one of the whole conference, but we were number one in our, on our side. And the, the, the playoff game was, I mean, it was tight. We, we were back and forth. We ended up going up if, to nothing in the game. And midway through the second period, they get one. They get another one to start the third early. And then it is just a nail biter back and forth. And I just remember close calls up and down the lineup, you know, all over the place on both sides, you know, either side just inches away from taking the lead. It goes into overtime and then we lose the freaking game off of a broken play that took, and, and it was done. It's a one and done. I mean, in college it's one and done and we ended up freaking losing. And that was, that was a tough one to go back off to come back from because it was just, again, you weren't just, you didn't just get beat up and you weren't out of the game where you could say, you know what? There wasn't anything that we could have done. We just got beat on the other side. It was like, man, if you know that one shift or that one play or that one pass, if it was crisp, if it was, you know, tape to tape and that pucks in the back of the net or damn, if you know, the angle was just right, that puck doesn't hit the post or it doesn't just sail over. It goes in. I mean, there's so many things you sit there and you just think about over and over and you're like, damn, like you, you were right there. And so I, I look at it as, you know what, game two, I think you'll see a different game. Because on the flip side of it too, and I know great teams don't do this necessarily, but you could make adjustments knowing that you got beat up and you could make your in-game adjustments and the other team could potentially look at it as, ha, we smacked them around. So the idea is for Montreal, Montreal needs to come out in game two and come out fast from the start that's kind of how you eliminate the game one kind of thing. And you start with a clean slate and you don't start with an AV clean slate. Cause we know how that all goes. I was going to say, like, <laughs> are, are, we, 
are they sticking to the process here or there ain't no process down there so all right in a little bit we're going to get into this because we're, we're going to be talking a little bit more about about the rangers and stuff but there is something happening tonight because we are recording on tuesday night there is something Ooh. happening very soon with the norris trophy announcements there's a few announcements tonight that are going to happen i think what the heart the calder norris and i think one other i believe uh so i think it's yeah i think there's 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 a few tonight um so we're gonna we're gonna talk about this because the uh the people of nhl.com notably uh kevin weeks and the guys from the nhl tonight crew picked and said that it's adam fox that should win the norris and if he doesn't damn it we riot if he doesn't, I think Vince McMahon, you know, has some words for them. Oh no! Oh Jesus! I don't know if I oh, want yeah. that. I don't know if oh, I want yeah. that. But but all right, another thing that happened that's not Ranger related, but we're gonna make it Ranger related. Okay. Is the that's, that's news what we do here the Damn news it. in Edmonton with Ryan Nugent Hopkins? Well, it does impact the Rangers. And and yeah, it's it's not necessarily related, but it is related in a, well, in a no, sense. Well, no, it, it is because you know what? He was a guy that would have been a Ranger target, had, in my opinion, had he got the free agency. He fits a need that the Rangers have, so it would have been very fitting to discuss uh, Nuge potentially shaking loose out of Edmonton. I I. I, I see what you're saying with that, but I think Ryan Luchin Hopkins came back when he moved to the wing. I think that changed his his kind of career projection. I think he's much better on the wing than he is at center. So I don't know if it necessarily solves much of an issue for the Rangers because I think he's much more valuable on the wing than he is at the center spot. But regardless of that, the contract is what's interesting interesting here this is what we want to talk about. this is where i i use it the relation term because i say you look at this with ryan strong notably because who could you kind of use as similar style player similar stats similar assets and whatnot is ryan nugent hopkins and ryan strong so ryan strong signed an eight-year 41 million dollar contract annual value of 5.125 for Edmonton, this makes all the sense in the world. It really does. Edmonton has more issues that they need to address, but I think you let Ryan Nugent Hopkins walk, you've got a big hole that you now have to fill in addition to everything else that you need to do, most notably in goal. But where we look at it is, you know, we talked about this before with, with Ryan Strom on the contract. We had an episode, I think it was about like a month or so ago, I think, I think we did. It was with all the Jack Eichel talk. Where we sat down and we looked at, you know, yeah, the Rangers have a ton of money in cap space. But when you start picking it away and you start looking at where players get signed, and this was before Ryan Lindgren signed his three-year, when you start looking at, okay, where you start allocating money and you project what kind of money do you see going to, you know, Mika Zibanejad? What do you see going to Adam Fox? What do you see going – to certain guys. And when we got to Ryan Strom, we kind of looked at it and said, all right, around, you know, if you, you want to try to sign Ryan Strom around 5 million. Now I think this contract kind of, 
kind of helps it in, in, in an essence because it's around the same. Now you're giving Ryan Strom eight years. I, I wouldn't necessarily say you want to give Ryan Strom eight years, but this contract, I feel a lot better with this type of deal than I do with a certain Chris Kreider. Well, I mean, you're comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. At, at that point, I, look, I, I don't like the Kreider contract. I never liked the Kreider contract. I will never like the Kreider contract. Um, I, I think I just wonder, I don't love the the term on the Nugent Hopkins deal. I I would have preferred five, maybe six years. But I think Nugent Hopkins, it like and look, I don't think Strom, Strom is not getting an eight year contract. If Strom gets anything, I could see him getting in the three, four, uh four year window. But I think money wise. But I think but the problem is I think in order to lower the AAV on his deal, you will have to up the dollars. And I'm not willing to give Brian Strom, you know, six and a half, seven. Right. For, for, you know, look, he's a good player. He's developed great chemistry with Artemi Panarin, but he's just, he, he's a, he's a good hockey player. But he's not that six and a half, seven million dollar a year player. Look, and we all know, you know, anybody who's known me for a long time knows how I feel about Derek Stepan. I think paying Ryan Stroll would be the equivalent of the Stepan contract again. I think if you're giving him six and a half, seven, that is the equivalent of, you know, overpaying on Derek Stepan six and a half million dollars a year. So I think, it, I think this deal, because I don't want to go long-term with Ryan Strom as the 2C, but I also don't want to pay him what he would likely get on the open market. So it, it's a risky, risky, you know, tightrope walk that Chris Jury is going to have to do here because anything – if you give Strom six a year, I think you're begging for trouble because he'll never live up to that. As good as he's been as a Ranger, he's been really, really good. Yes. You give Strom six a year, you're begging for trouble. His best careers, his best career years have been with the Rangers. Um, notably, though, those the production has gone down, and I know I understand this year is an off an off one, but the the question is, you know, the faceoffs aren't great. Faceoff percentage per se for Ryan Strom is not great. He's sub fifty percent. Well, and he's also he's um, not a, he's not good defensively. The the stats he you know largely outperformed Ryan Nugent Hopkins last season. Um, the season before, not far off. Uh, the season prior to that, you know, Nuge has had had you know Nuge had two years up till last season where he was just I mean 69 points in 18, 19, 61 points last year, 35 points only this season. Um, which was a which was a pretty significant drop off from from his prior year, uh, but he's also had a little bit of a different role too with the team. He's turned more into kind of that depth and, and I don't necessarily want to say checking forward, but uh, the role has kind of changed. 
the question is, you know, because he gets eight years, 5.1, does that have any sort of impact on what Ryan Strom would look at in terms of term? You know, if you go to five, you know, is 500,000 or 600 or 700,000 enough to get Ryan Strom locked back up at the age of 27? Um, you know, and then you then you have to start wondering about, you know, you, you, you lock him up after next season. If you give him three years, that takes him to 30, 31. If you give him four, you know, so on that essence, you're not really in trouble. Well, so and here, but here's the other thing about but, the Dujan Hopkins deal too. While it's a strong uh, comparable, I think you also have to look at it's a Pavel Bruchnevich comparable too. Well, and I was gonna say that, that was another thing I was gonna bring up. Um, that was another that was another thing I was gonna that I was gonna mention too. I was gonna parlay and I was gonna segue into that. You ruined my segue. Damn you. Damn you. I know Damn you like the, you. I know you like to ride the segues. I'm but sorry. the question is, you know, now he's got an eight year no move clause. You know, that's become like the new thing. We used to toss those out like candy before. Now that's become the new thing again with the NHL is where it's just being tossed out with everything. So, you know, is Ryan Strom going to go to the Rangers and say, hey, I want a no-move clause. I want six years, you know, six million, and I want a no-move clause. I say no, take a walk. You know, and then you got to look at, you've got Panarin, Kreider, Zibanejad, Truba. You'll probably have to give Igor, you're probably giving Igor a no-move. If you, if you think about it, so you're going to have, you know, potentially one, two, three, four, five, you know, five, six players on your roster that are no moves. Adam Fox, you know, what are you going to give Adam Fox for numbers? You're going to, you're going to want to do at least, I, I would imagine at least a minimum six year contract for him. Oh, I'm with Fox. I'm going with full eight. I mean, right. I mean, if you can't I'm get going, eight, if you can't get eight, you 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 can't do less than six. And the pro and the problem is going to be if Fox does win the Nars tonight, that number, that AAV number, is, is eight going, by eight. Is <laughs> at least eight by eight. I mean, he's gonna he he's gonna command deservedly more money than Jacob Truba, I would imagine. If I was him, it, okay. Let for argument's sake, remember when the Canadians went to arbitration with PK Subban? And he wound up walking out with eight by nine. Yep. Man, if Fox wins the Norris in his second season, if I if I'm his agent, I'm asking for no less than eight by nine to start. I mean, yeah, and it's it's curious to see how that plays out because you know he wanted to be with the Rangers. He only wanted to be with the Rangers. So does that does that hold any kind of, you know, any any kind of realm of relevancy to the contract? Does he take a little bit of a discount? I don't know. Look, I mean, you got Jacob Truber on the roster, make it eight million. I think I think Adam Fox gets eight by eight, at least. I, I'm going to. You can't afford to. You can't afford to bridge him. You can't do a bridge contract with Adam Fox. You can do that with other guys. They did a great one with Ryan Lindgren. I, you know, fine with that. That one may come back in and kind of cause him some pain. 
but you hope by 2024, 2025 season, the cap with all this COVID bullshit is, is over and, and, and done with. And the cap goes up with the ESPN contracts and TNT and everything. Hopefully the game is flourishing. And oh, the cap we, goes by up. the way, we, we have some breaking news. Oh, breaking the news. 2021 Calder Trophy winner. It's got to be Kaprasov. From Russia with love, Kirill Kaprasov. Returning to Russia with more love. <laughs> with more love. Oh, boy. Billy Garrett I'll tell you what, get, if they if don't Garrett get him signed. Get him, ooh, they get him signed. Oh, God. Talk about a game changer. He was everything I had hoped for years that he would be in the NHL and more. He, he is could, fun. He, he is could so have, much fun to watch. He could have legitimately been the heart, more, heart winner, too. You could use the argument that he was, I mean, he was so valuable to that team. You could use the argument that he yeah, could, if, he could if have won he's the heart. Not, if, he's not, if he's not on Minnesota, they don't make the they playoffs. They don't make the playoffs. I think that's – that's, Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Um, so we'll find out. We'll find out soon about the, uh, the, 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 the Norris Trophy here. Because I'm sure that's going to be coming up fairly fairly soon. And so, Brian Leach is uh, the one handing out the trophy. Ooh, interesting. I like that. So, so like former that. former Ranger legend to potentially a future Ranger legend? Like, yeah. You know, former Ranger captain, not the best captain, to perhaps, perhaps, maybe not this time, but six, seven years from now, Ranger captain out of Fox. So, to go back onto your point on Buchnevich, which I think I like how, you know, I like I like how you just skipped right over what I yeah, I mean, because Brian Leach, we could go into the Brian Leach left the Rangers. Oh my God, red flags! His problems everywhere. This is this is bringing us to a danger zone. Things are are not okay. Things are not okay in Rangerland. Like okay, but now. All right, this brings us to the other point. Pavel Buchnevich. You know, Buchnevich due for a big raise. And he's earned it. He, he absolutely has. Earned it. Coming off $3.2 million contract. Oh, he's going to get a significant bump. I mean, he's probably he's probably going to get double that. Do you? And, and here's and this is where, again, and people are going to hate me for saying it. This is where the Kreider extension looks really, really bad. Because how many $6 million players can you afford to have before you turn into the Leafs? Well, uh, well, I was going to say, not even just that, but, you know, if you, all right, again, I mean, well, let's do this again. We'll, we'll do this again because we did this a, a couple months ago. It's been a while because a everybody, while. no, because everybody was looking at this like, oh, we got all this money next season. We got, oh, what like yeah 27 in cap in cap space but here's the whole thing that money goes 47 no no not not this year i'm talking about this year they have 27 in cap space right yeah so yeah 23 million now with with the uh the signing of the extent the lingering lingering extension uh the buyout for d'angelo um will free up that will that a little will, bit, yeah. That'll drop a significant amount because right now I think the full cap that's hitting is three point six 
I think his full his full cap is hitting it, so that should drop. No, no, no. Down. It's, it's not. It's not like his and Ted and the and Connor McDavid was the Ted Lindsay. Um, there you go. Um, only like nine hundred thousand of D'Angelo's money goes against the cap this year and next year. Yeah, it's like three. It's so like, like three hundred and something. The, thousand, it's like three hundred something thousand this year and eight hundred thirty three thousand the next year. Yeah, the Rangers get the Rangers get almost all his money back. So, that's so they'll get. So they'll get. About they'll get three, about three and a half back. Yeah, they'll get they'll get about three three point three back this next season. So that gives them a little bit more. And then you know, obviously, after that, that'll reduce. But again, all right. So you've got Buchnevich as a as an RFA this year. You've got Julian Gauthier RFA. Fox is an RFA next year. Brett Howden, Philip Heedle. Uh, He's going to get a bridge. He's going to get a cheap bridge. Yeah, Libor Hayek. Brendan Smith's a UFA. Igor Shosturkin, RFA. I would go five and a half by six for Shosturkin. So, I think you're looking at the Thatcher Demko contract. Well, that was five by five. So. And that was, right. what, five by five? I believe that was his contract. Yeah. So, you're probably going north. North of that, um, but you just right off the bat. So I mean, Phil Di, Phil Di Giuseppe, good player, replaceable. He, he's gone. Julian Gauthier, good player, replaceable. Brett Howden, go to go to Seattle, please. Filipino, I agree with you. If they don't use him in a trade or moving to he, to do anything. Heedle's getting a bridge. He gets for a bridge. Two million dollars a year. He gets the guess. Missouri Bridge. It's this is the show me bridge for him. Um, you know, Brendan Smith. Do they bring him back on a cheap? You know, one million dollar. Do they try to do the 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 one million? You know, Jack Johnson contract with him. I with, would do the Jack Johnson deal with him. Libor Hayek. Yeah. See you. See you later. I'm good with that. You and Brett Howden can go check Aaron boards together in Seattle or whatever. Hasta la vista. Um, but you still, so you're, you're re-signing Pavel Buchnevich. Cause I, cause I think you have to, I can't, I can't imagine you let Pavel go. I mean, he's only getting better. He's got better. He's got better every year. And I, and I got to imagine he's going to get even more, even better under. Wow, you're you're really. You're really struggling with the whole speaking today. No, I just decided to go with it. It was coming thought, in and I was like, I'm just going to go with it. I thought you had a spoke. Julian Gauthier, I know he never really got a fair shake under David Quinn. But again, it, it, you know, on your bottom six, if you need to, if you need to strengthen up, there's going to have to be casualties somewhere along this. And, you know, he's one of them, I think. You still got Kevin Rudy signed. You know, do you want Kevin Rudy as your as your third or fourth line set or as your fourth line center? Um, you know, Colin Blackwell. We've seen the the the, the talk about Blackwell fitting in really well with Panarin. I mean, okay, but you know, it oh, makes this, more sense. This might be interesting to uh, some Ranger fans. Well, to all Ranger fans. Of course, I just mentioned that Kaprizov won the call there. Jason Robertson from Dallas finished second. Alex Nadelkovich finished third. Josh Norris and Ottawa finished fourth. 
Igor Shesterkin finished fifth. Wow. In the Calder? Yep. Wow. He didn't get one first or second place vote. 13 third place, 29 fourth place, 13 fifth place for a total of 165 points. They finished so, fifth for the Calder. And then Keandre Miller finished 12th. Wow. All right. So. Okay. But the, the big thing with the cap, when we're looking at the cap, this is where it's not necessarily for, for next season where it gets interesting. It's, it's the year after. It's 2022-23 season. Because you got Mika, you've got Stroh, Kratzoff, Kako, Fox as your, your, big, your big what-ifs. Really not much on that list that you would say, eh, if, yeah, uh, oh, well, if we lose really any of them, unless you're packaging a Vitaly Kratzoff in a, in, a, in a deal or something or whatever, like we've talked about before. But you're going to start to chew up a lot of money really quick. And then right after that, you've got to make sure that you've got something packed away for Lafreniere, Keandre Miller, Zachary Jones. And then after that, you got Ryan Lindgren. Again, because you gave him a bridge. Granted, it gets them probably to that land of where the cap should go up, period. So not really a major concern. But you really, you have to look, you know, the cap, they said, what, two, two, three seasons, I believe it was, or two, two to four seasons. It might even be a little bit longer than that. Yeah. It was like two to four seasons was the potential where the cap was going to stay flat. So that brings us right into, you know, the, the extensions for Miller, Jones and Lafreniere that you've got to figure out where you're going to have, where you're going to have all this money. And still round out the bottom part of the roster that you need to improve on. Yeah, and I see this goes back to why we said the the Rangers getting Jack Eichel was an unrealistic goal. No, because there's there's casualties to it. Again, you know, you're not not bringing in Jack Eichel and re-signing Mika Zibanejad, Ryan Strome, and and all these other players throughout the list. And you could say, all right, well, if you re-sign Mika, do you need Ryan Strom? And I guess you can make an argument that you, you, you don't really, but then who is your third-line center? Because if Philip Hedl doesn't take the turn and really show you that he's the guy for the third-line center, or if you've traded him to get Jack Eichel with Vitaly Kratzoff and picks or whatever it is, you now have Jack Eichel and Mika Zibanejad. What do you got after them? So you still have to build that bottom six out. And people like to just discredit that and say, yeah, whatever. But you look at the teams that have won cups. You look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Look at what the Tampa Bay Lightning did last year. They built up their bottom six. And now they are three wins away from their second cup in back-to-back years. You look at the Montreal Canadiens, a team that is practically – was in the basements for 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 a few seasons. They build up the depth. They bring in, you know, former Stanley Cup winners. They bring in guys that can still perform and give them an edge. And look where they are. They're in the Stanley Cup final. You look so, at the St. Louis Blues. What did the St. Louis Blues do? So, wait, wait, wait. Well, before you continue going on, yeah, you're right. You got to build up. You got to round out your roster. 
Mark Andre Fleury has won the first Vezina Trophy of his entire NHL career. That's deserving. That is very deserving. I I, I could have seen it going to him or Grubauer, but Fleury deserves it. That's a nice. That's a nice end to a disappointing end for. It's a nice little sweeten the disappointment for the Vegas Golden Knights fan. Yeah, no, Vegas lights will like this. You know, they, I, like mean, I mean, I mean, look. Maybe people, I can get Terry back for another article. People aren't happy with how that's with how their season ended, rightfully so. But they, they, I, but Mark Andre Fleury played really well throughout the regular season, and they don't get to where they were without him. So, very much like you said, deserving of uh, of the Vezina. Oh, here we go, Ranger fans! All right. This is the moment. Here we go. They're about to announce the winner of the Norris Trophy. I might actually put the volume on my TV so I can hear this. Oh, there's Fox, McCarr, and and Victor Hedman. They're showing the Fox video package first. Second scoring amongst NHL defensemen. Oh, they showed that goal against the Devils this year where he was just where he was just like, yeah, I'm just going to own your entire team and uh, went all the way down the ice and scored. Now they're scoring. They're showing Victor Hedman's fifth straight year as a North Oak finalist. And now the Cal McCarr video package. And the first thing they do is show him in this sweet Nordique uh, throwback. One of the best. All those Nordique jerseys were beautiful. gorgeous. All right, here we go. It has to be Adam Fox if Brian Leach is presenting the award. Uh, it's got to be Fox. It has to be. Adam Fox! Yeah, baby. The there Let's we go. go. All right. We love it. There you go. That, that is how it goes. That is how it was supposed to happen. Adam Fox. The 2021 Norris Trophy winner. People doubted it. They said, oh, you can't win it. It's too soon. It's too soon. I I really thought. Here's what we say to that. Ha! Adam Fox is number one, baby. I really did not think that they would wind up giving him the Norris in his second season. And I say the hell with the hell with that. Well, no, but concept. you you know how how oh I know work. like I agree. So Adam Fox pulls it, takes it, takes it to the bank. Our Norris Trophy winner, good. Uh, you know what? He uh, listen. Adam Fox had a tremendous season. Adam Fox had an absolutely tremendous season for the Rangers. A tremendous season in the NHL overall. I mean, you can't – I mean, one of the best defenseman seasons that we've seen since Brian Leach, since the tandem of Brian Leach and, and Sergei Zuboff on the roster. One of the best defensive seasons that we've seen overall, he, he top to carried, bottom. He carried the Rangers back in this season. He was absolutely phenomenal, and he is more than deserving of winning this year. And I'm glad that – the, the Pro Hockey Writers Association got it right. Got it right. Because look, 
Is Victor Hedman great? Yes. Is Cal McCarr great? Yes. But nobody, nobody out of these three defensemen had more of an impact on their team's back end than Adam Fox. This year. This year. And that's the thing. It's a yearly award. Is Victor Hedman right now still better than Adam Fox? Yes, he is. Would I take Victor Hedman right at this very minute over Adam Fox if I was building the team? I mean, if we cast aside age, yeah, I would. Because Hedman could do it all. He could play in every situation, and he could play at an elite level in every situation. But, but if, this season. But for this season. Adam Fox, top to bottom. Yep. Yep. And Cal McCart, look, Cal McCart is going to have a great career. No, make no, make no doubt. <laughs> he this got hurt not, by the injury. This is not going to be the, the last time that. No, it's going to be like an annual that, thing. It should be. You want to see annually Adam Fox and Kale McCarr as the two guys slugging it out for, for the Norris. I would sign up for that. They're both terrific defensemen. And Quinn Hughes will probably be back up there at some point as well. But on this year, for this season, Just off of this Adam year, Fox was hands down the best defenseman in the NHL. Yep. Fantastic. And I, I don't. I don't think you can ignore his his assist numbers. No, you can't. He drove the play from the back end. That that to me is the biggest part of it. Is the the it's not necessarily him scoring goals. And I know some could say, well, power play or or special team points. To me, that's what you need. You want that from your back end. That's what you need. Like your you back know, end it, should be quarterbacking essentially, and that's what you got from Adam Fox. So. Fantastic. Fox won the Norris. That's As it. he should have. As That's he deserved. He deserved it. And I'm getting into a little debate right now with Peter Burst of NHL uh, Sirius uh, XM, NHL Network Radio. And uh, yeah. We're, we're having a disagreement. He thinks he thinks Hedman should have won it. Fox played the Sabres 50 billion times. Dude, Hedman played the Red Wings and the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I, I mean that's 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 silly. That's just silly. That's silly. If you wanted to say that Kale McCarr should have won it, okay, fine. No, no. Victor Hedman did not have a, as good of a season as either one of them, and he plays on an infinitely better team, especially infinitely than the Rangers. Maybe not. Maybe there's not that much of a gap. There's enough. There's still a gap between them and Colorado, but come on. Come on, that's that's absurd to say that Victor Hedman should have won the Norris over Adam Fox this year. I don't even care if that sounds biased. That's just ridiculous. Well, here here's the vote total. Victor Hedman finished third. 22 first place votes, 12 second, 16 third, 13 fourth, and 10 fifth. Adam Fox, as we know, finished first, 743 points. 41st place votes, 34 seconds, 17 third, 6 fourth, 2 fifth. And Kel McCarr, 31 first, 30 second, 30 for second, 22 third, 7 fourth, and 4 fifth. And then if you look at the top five, take a guess at the two defensemen to round out the top five. Was McAvoy one of them? Number five. Okay. So you said, all right, McAvoy, number four. 
this defense was, was a was a was a Petrie. No, this defense. He Jeff Petrie's on the list. He finished thirteenth. This wow, really that far down? Wow. Yeah, this defenseman is. You can actually get him right now. You can get him right now. Yes, he is available. It's not OEL. Nope. Oh, I was gonna say, what the hell? Like what? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Let's say what? You can get him right now. He's available. You can get him right now. He's available. So he's obviously not playing. Who the hell? Dumba? Nope. You can get him right now. He's available. I'm drawing a blank on this one. His His team told him to go shop and look for a deal. Oh, Dougie Hamilton. There you go. Okay. Yeah, okay. Shea say, there's Theodore, only two. Shea Theodore was six. Okay. Darnell Nurse was seven, which is going to piss off so many Canadian writers. Mackenzie Weger. Good to see him on the list. He had a really good year for Florida. Was eight. Chris Letang, nine. Jacob Chikrin, number 10. Okay. Probably could have been ahead of those guys, but okay. Devin Taves, John Carlson, Jeff Petrie, Roman Yossi. Jacob Slavin, Brett Pesci, Adam Pellick, and Ryan Pollock finished the list. I, I, you know what? That's actually probably the most solid list out of award voting <clears throat> on that on that front. I, I, there's not a player on that list that I say, what the hell? It's not bad. That's actually pretty good by the, the pro writers. It's pretty good. What was the uh, – not, not, to, not to split stuff on What was the Calder? Do you have the, the breakdown on the Calder? Uh, no, you said Shesterkin was fifth. I got to find it again. I, I don't know where it is. Who, who was it that tweeted it out? I don't remember. But listen, I, you know, again, this is, this is fantastic. All right, so here it is. Kaprasov, Robertson, Nijelkovic. Kaprasov obviously won it. Josh Norris from Ottawa. Shesterkin was fifth. Vitek Vanacek. Ty Smith from the Devils, Nils Holglander from Vancouver, the, uh, Stutzla all the way down at nine. That that's kind of a little bit surprising. I know he kinda, he kind of tailed off towards the end. Igor Sharangovich, tenth. Isuter eleventh. Keandre Miller twelfth. Kevin Lankinen thirteenth. Lankinen should have probably been higher. Eli Tolvanen. I just got told East Coast by I have East Coast bias saying Fox should Fox deserve to win the North. Who said that? Peter Burst. I'm going through a whole thing with Peter Burst right now. It's fantastic. Why is Peter Burst so like torn up about this? He he is very angry. What what what, what are you doing to him, man? I, dude, this is tell this him is to come insane. on a show. Say this hey, is, come on the show. Let's this, talk this about is, this. This is let's this have is a conversation insane. here. No, nah, this is like like. This is this is ridiculous. East Coast bias. Since when do the Rangers ever like players get knocked because they're on the Rangers? I don't know. We're the Blue Jackets better than the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo Sabres played some good hockey after they fired Ralph Kruger and lost six more. And then they kind of, you know, they went nine eleven and two to finish out the season. That's better than what they were doing. 
I can't believe East Coast bias. Oh, my God. But if that's East Coast bias, he said Hedman was better. Hedman's East Coast. Is it? Problem solved. Just reply with that. You say East Coast bias. What the hell is Hedman? How could you say that Hedman was better than Kale McCarr? You can't. And now he's arguing with me that the Blue Jackets were a tire fire. No, the Sabres, Devils, and, and Flyers were. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hey, oh, I mean, God. you know, whatever. It oh, is whatever. Right. Connor McDavid has won the heart. The Rangers, no surprise. The Rangers, the Rangers win. One Ranger wins an award. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. This is. They win the draft. First, the draft. Now, this. Unacceptable. We must change how the Norris Trophy is is awarded. It's awarded. <laughs> They're kind of doing something. I don't know if you noticed this, but Leon Dreisaitl presented the Hart Trophy. So uh, it was a give. It was a dead giveaway when they had Brian Leach. Like, there's no way. Could you? They couldn't have Brian Leach present the award and not give Kale it to McCarr. Adam Fox. Like, could you imagine? Like the Kale McCarr, it would have been like Adam Foot or Ray Bork. Oh my. If it was Ray Bork, I would have boycotted the award. Which which would have really stung some Boston fans. But hey, if Ray was, did win a cup with with the Colorado oh Avalanche. God, all right, really. you know, it's kind of like. All right, let's know, let's, let's, you know, let's wrap this. It's kind of like let's wrap this up. Know, I don't want to hear this anymore. A certain other defenseman oh, that went. That's to... enough. That's enough. <laughs> that's enough. All right. So, and that defenseman that you're talking about didn't win a cup there. So he won as many cups there as he won here. So, really, with 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 you, 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 because I know what you're trying to do. His numbers were still better. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, let's make man. it. Let's make this a YouTube. Let's make this a. Let's put this on YouTube and this. This is what you can put on YouTube. Look, the I can't even the, see you. You're sitting the in the number, dark. The number of the most iconic. You're, you're literally the look, king look, of darkness. Right here. Right here. Right here. Yeah, Brian Lee. Right here. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> you know what? You can't put this on I, YouTube because you're sitting in the dark over there. You're I'll like the you freaking the guys, on Broadway guys, kid I'll just, darkness. I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let you guys know. I'll take it off my headset now, and I am walking away. I will uh, give you a I have, whoop whoop. I have that is him. Fox won. Him Fox won. Fox won. That's all that matters. And Chris is an asshole. Whoop whoop. All right. So that's all we got for the episode today is Nick has stormed off the stage. Nick has stormed off in protest. I don't know why. This is a good, this was good stuff. Adam Fox wins the Norris. We talk about all the other stuff going on. In an upcoming episode, we are going to have a collab coming with the Chicago Tomahawk guys. So we're going to get there. We're going to break bread over Breadman. Of course, the the great Artemi Panarin. Uh, We will have some more talk about draft, the expansion draft things coming up at another date. And, uh, and a little bit more. So we thank you for listening and have a great one.